Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Governor Baker joins us uh, again. So uh, I'm expecting Governor? he'll give us a couple hundred. I think so, right, yes. <laughs> couple of hundred yeah i can handle that yeah by What's the way up, just want governor? to say first of all um i think i've done this three or four times with you guys but i've been listening to this telethon for years and um and i i said to jerry earlier that when you get to a million bucks on this one which will certainly happen it'll be 50 million dollars crazy you started doing this in 2002 which is an extraordinary accomplishment and uh and I know I speak for a lot of people when I say how much we appreciate the fact that year after year after year you come back and do this again and again and again. And your listeners and your sponsors and others respond. And we're curing stuff, too. I don't know if you heard Barrett Rollins earlier. Dr. Rollins uh, pointed out this amazing advancements in this immune therapy. I mean, this is making a difference. Yeah, the, immune, the whole field of immune therapy is sort of turns the whole idea of the approach to cancer treatment generally right. on its head and it, you go away from just sort of bombing everything and, and right. which has historically been the way people have done it and try and use people's own bodies to help them fight the cancer off and and every time I visit Dana-Farber one of the first questions I ask is so how long you been here and someone's been there for a long time I say well tell me the difference between now and 10 years ago or now and 20 years ago and and they always say the same thing which is that the the progress that they make has taken, you know, what was, you know, guesswork with respect to this or that 10 years ago and turned it into being able to say to people when they come in with that terrible diagnosis that, you know, we believe we can solve it. And I think that in some respects is the part that sometimes gets missed when people talk about healthcare, especially around here. Well, we talked earlier about how we thought every year we wonder if this is the year that people just get tired of this a little compassion fatigue. And every year they surprise me, people come through. People come up big, and this year, obviously, we're doing okay so far. And I said earlier, everyone's working. You know, the economy's great. There's construction everywhere. I think people are going to come through because they're all earning. You gave me a number that I can't believe. Five years, that right now, there are 350, what is it? 350,000 more people working in Massachusetts than there were five years ago. 350,000? Yeah. Uh, I could tell because they're all in, in my way when I'm trying to get to drive into the, the city because traffic sucks. But... The good thing is people are all going to work. Yeah, it's 200,000 over the course of the past three or four years. I mean, the numbers are really extraordinary. And um, and if you look just at the unemployment rates generally around the Commonwealth, they're down by over 40 or 50 percent in every county. So it, there's a ton going on in greater Boston, but there's also a lot going on in other places, too. And I heard there are more people working in construction now than there were at the peak of the big dig. That's true. And when you talk to... Uh, if you talk to you know the guys who are in the plumbing business or the electricians or almost any of those fields and you ask them what the most number of people is they've ever had on contract or they've ever been working with, almost to a 
across almost every trade, they say we've never had this many people. So it's working. all because of Donald Trump, your president. <laughs> Right? Well, I'd, like, I'd like to think we get a little bit of the credit for some of the stuff we've done here, but there's certainly, um, we have a booming U.S. economy, and, and frankly, the economy generally around the world is not in bad shape either, which also helps. Do you I think mean, President Trump's done a good job? <laughs> I'm one of these guys who basically takes the position that if I think he's do doing something that works for Massachusetts or his team's doing something that works for Massachusetts, I'm all in. If I think they're not, I'm not. And I'll give you two examples of both. One is... Um, his original budget proposed a major cut in the National Institute of Health, which has been a huge boon to places like Dana-Farber and to the treatment of cancer sure. and discovery and disease generally. Right. We put together a big coalition of players in those spaces, both on the academic medical side as well as governors and, and federal officials from other states, and we fought it and we beat it. And we ended up at the end of the day with a significant increase in funding for the NIH. So in that particular case, no. Um, but we also did a groundbreaking for uh, the Green Line Extension, which is a transit project that runs through Somerville and Medford, which is among the most congested um, corridors in the, in the east, eastern, eastern seaboard. Yes. And, uh, and we got a commitment from the, uh, from the feds for a, a billion dollars, their share, our share is a billion. And Secretary Elaine Chow showed up with a check for $250 million as sort of their down payment on it. So in that case, yeah. So this, it depends. There, you saw the numbers last week, I believe, it's, sir, uh, the poll came out that this state has more people who hate Trump than any other state. Um, so you obviously don't want to, you know, be too much of a Trumpkin. Um, <laughs> that, that, that word, do you worry that with people like Elizabeth Warren and people, you know, shrill Trump haters, that he will, I mean, Trump, say what you want about him, but he hits back. If you don't like him, he doesn't like you, right? It's all it's how it works. Do you worry that he will, I don't know, take take it out on you, take it out on us, because there's so many people in the state that don't like him? Well, I mean, we spend most of our time dealing with his cabinet, and that's typically the way this stuff works. And we have pretty good rela working relationships with the people that we, we, we deal with. I will say this, you know, um, generally speaking, voters in Massachusetts, at least when I'm out and about, um, when they talk about us or they talk about what we've been up to and what we've done, they gauge and measure us on our work. And that's, I, I think, as it should be, and, and that's the way I think it will be. Do you, do you know why you're the most popular governor in the country? I think because we work pretty hard to focus on, the, on what I would describe as the work, and we're leading the country in fighting the opioid epidemic, which is a huge problem, not just here in Massachusetts, but everywhere. There was a big story in the New York Times uh, earlier this week that talked about the fact that 72,000 people died of opioid overdoses in the United States in 2017, and there are five states in the country where there was actually a drop in deaths, and Massachusetts was one of them. And we were the only one that was really sort of yeah, what New I New Hampshire's not one of them. Well, we were one of the only states that I would describe as sort of a... Uh, like an urban state. I mean, most of the ones right. where there was a drop were sort of big plain states type um, as opposed to states like this. And they said in the story that one of the reasons why is because Massachusetts has been incredibly aggressive about the approach we've taken to deal with that. And I also think we benefit from the fact that we've spent a ton of time, Lieutenant Governor and myself, out and about in the communities of Massachusetts and working with them to help them uh, improve their housing situations, their economic development circumstances, their downtowns and their economies and their schools. And people like that. you got a big audience right now. You have a big microphone. We've been critical of you. I have, at least in the past. Jerry has, too. 
Why can't you just say you don't think like Gene Marie Carroll should be a judge anymore? Or touchy feely. Yeah, I mean, what's 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 Salem. what what's what's getting in the way of you just saying that right now? I think the biggest issue we face with the judiciary right now is we do not have the kind of laws. Okay, that's a different issue than the decision a judge makes. But we don't have the kind of laws we should have with respect to dangerousness. There's a very limited number of circumstances in which a district attorney can call for a dangerousness hearing okay. in Massachusetts. In the old days, the way people used to deal with dangerousness without that type of capability was you set bail really high. Mm -hmm. And you'd say, this person's a danger, you set a really high bail. The courts basically said previously that you can't set a bail that somebody can't make because bail is only supposed to be to ensure that somebody shows up right. back in court when they're supposed to show up. You lose that ability to do that, and you have to change the way you deal with dangerousness. And we're going to—we've been talking to the DAs, we've been talking to law enforcement, we've been talking to the courts, and we're going to file a bill in September to deal with this dangerousness. Why don't these question. judges ever face any? And, and you, they never—they they never give interviews and they never talk. Why is why is like a Carol who lets Lopes what five hundred dollar bail? You know, and then and, but, and then by the way, he he misses things. It doesn't show up, and still is out there in the streets. He winds up killing a police officer and another woman. I mean, why is there no repercussions? The Jared Remy judges, the Latanowitz judges. Okay, the Remy, the Remy judge is a great example. That's a perfect... The reason we changed the dangerousness statute for domestic violence cases in Massachusetts was the Remy case. Good. It was the classic example of you should learn from the, pro the fact that we had real problems What's with our laws. What's the punishment for the judges, though? No, but the problem in that one was the law. Okay, okay, on that so one. So you got to deal with the law. I say this all the time. You know, you can change. But judges, get, but judges are never, it, but judges Kirk, are never it, penalized. No, think of it this right? way, Kirk. Am I get, wrong? If you don't like a decision a judge makes and something happens to the judge, if the law is still bad, Agreed. the problem you're going to have is going to happen exists. again and again and again. So the thing people need to focus on here is the law. And when we file that dangerousness statute in September... I hope you guys come out hard for it. Sure. Because this is the kind of thing where, you know, you can make it about one person if you want to, but the problem here I mean, I, is I, not about one person. The one. problem here is about the statute. Well, give me, give me, well, but I would like an example of when a judge faces any trouble at all. I mean, these are mistakes. You have they to don't. admit, that you have to admit these are mistakes. Do you think Jean Marie but, Carroll did a good if job? They're working, if they're working within the framework of the law. Do you think I they mean, did a good job? Do you think she did a good job with that? If they're working within the framework of the law, then the problem is the law. Well, so what, the judges, do, so do you the think judges, judge so the judges Feely, have a fault? Do you think Feely uh, worked within the framework of the law when he released a heroin dealer because he was an illegal alien? I had huge issues with everything associated with so the way the Feely thing was handled, and I said that. If they were going to impeach him, you'd support that? If the House, well, they were, if the house had pursued an, um, a, uh, what is it, a... Um, a there's a term for it. That's not it, but there's some other term for it. But I guess um, if, they, if they had pursued that, we would have been happy to talk about it. I guess my question, my question, Governor, is why don't you just forget the ifs? Why don't you just say you, you want that person out, feel you out? Like, why not? You're the governor of the state. Because, first of all, I can't do that. That has to start with the court, with, but, the, but, with the legislature to begin with. Secondly, I raised huge issues with respect to the feely issue when it came up. I was the first one who started talking about it. But, but you guys need to understand that a problem like the one we face now gets obfuscated if you make it about the personalities. We have a problem with the law. And that's where the focus really ought to be on this one. And I look forward to your support for our legislation sure, if, when we I, file it. I'm, I'm all for it if you file why, it. Why would you want death penalty for uh, cop killers but not for all killers? When you think about it, um, the, when uh, uh, 
What was the woman's name? Uh, in Weymouth? Yes. Adams? Was that her last name? Yeah, Vera Adams. Yeah. Vera Adams. She got killed, too. So you only want him executed because he killed the cop, but not because he killed Vera Adams out on her deck. I think the theory with my view on this one is law enforcement officers walk into what are in many cases the most difficult and challenging situations and circumstances in Massachusetts, and they deserve an extra level of protection. And in my mind, an extra level of protection is to put in place a statement by society that if you deliberately kill one of these people, um, then you deserve uh, to die. And that's the way I think about this. And, you know, if I you agree, look at almost every I, I think incident, you deserve to die if you kill well, Vera Adams, a 77-year-old woman just minding her own business. Well, in that, in that particular case, um, in that particular case, that guy, based on what I know happened in those particular circumstances, he killed a cop. I mean, that's kind of that. Right. Right. Okay. Uh... What, what so are we, we going to talk scary? about the Jimmy Fund, or are we going to sure, talk what, about what, politics? What, we talk about anything? What do you want to say <laughs> about the Jimmy Fund? Go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, I mean, every year, I get my head shaved to raise money for Dana oh, Farber. Right. You got a, a little yeah, buzz I wouldn't cut. call it. You know, yeah. I got a number one. A number one. I Kirk, a, Kirk I, gets that anyway. Mine's a half play. Why don't you do what my son? My son got a mohawk <laughs> last week. Why don't you get a mohawk? Now that would be that would something. be good. That would be interesting. If you get one, I'll get one. I look. I look tough enough. I look. I look. I look awful enough with the. How many governors with a, in America with a have a number mohawk? one? I'm not sure how I'd look with a mohawk. You would look exactly like Travis Bickle if you did it. You know, I just, true. I just appreciate the fact that it keeps growing back. So I have this opportunity to do it over and over That's and over true. again. Saved you a few bucks uh, on a haircut. And when and is spe that? Speaking of Brady, he was sitting next to me when oh, I had this. Oh, that's run. right. That's right. That's and right. And a lot of people say, "Well, what's that like to have Tom Brady sitting next to you?" And I said, "It's like being invisible." <laughs> I could have been sitting there in my underwear, and nobody would have noticed. When's the when's, when's the bus cut? That happens in the spring. It's usually in April or March. And I'm just pleased that most of it seems to have grown back. Excellent. So we'll do that in the spring. We'll talk to you again soon. So when that legislation comes out, we will definitely have your back on Good. it. Good. Right. And uh, by the way, again, thank you for what you guys do on this. And uh, I know you're going to get over $50 million. I think that's a tremendous uh, statement about the commitment over time that you and your listeners have had to this cause, and I can't think of a big, bigger or better one to be part of. He's going out to Springfield tomorrow to the opening of the big MGM casino. Say hi to Mutt. Oh, Mutt will be we'll there. Be He'll be gambling there. away. Are That's you going to be, because when they started sports gambling in Delaware, the governor placed the first bet. No kidding. I believe he walked in and I bet on a game. Are you going to bet on something? Are you going to play the slots? What are you going to do tomorrow? Split the eights. Uh, Just do it. That's yeah, an, a little that's, blackjack? I think, that, I think it's more likely to be a blackjack thing type good. thing. Yeah. Ooh, but we're looking that, forward that, to that'd it. That'd be quite right, the photo op. You losing your, your <laughs> salary. Yeah, my allowance. Yeah. All right, Governor. Thanks Take so much. Take care, guys. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no. I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.